everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. How long is God going to let all this Baal-worshipping nonsense, all of Ahab's craziness continue in Israel and leak into Judah? Uh, the answer is not very long. We're going to look at exactly that in 2 Kings 9-11. to That's the reading for today. Uh, there is some repeat from what we've read in Chronicles, um, but I do. Th- it feels like we get a lot more detail here in 2 Kings. So Jehu is kind of, he opens up the scene for us here. So he is the king of Israel. He's anointed. He comes in and he just starts slashing people left and right. And to me, it's kind of like you read this stuff and you think like, oh, that's, that's actually really good because all this stuff was super evil. But then it's like, man, like I wouldn't have wanted to be him. I mean, I know he's doing the right thing by like, no, we're not worshiping other gods. We're not doing this anymore. But at the same time, it's like, Dang, he, like, tricked everybody into the temple at the same time just to, like, I don't know, kill them all off it, in it a heartbeat. Funny. So he, he says Ahab worshipped Baal a little bit. Jehu will worship Baal a lot. And it's all just to trick people to come in. Yeah, so he, like, he gets them all in there. And then he basically tells all the people outside, too, like, hey, if any of you, like, help out any of these guys or, like, change your mind that you're, like, on their side, you will be killed, too. Um, So I think, again, it's like, it's good that they're ridding themselves of all of this stuff, but there's like this weird, like this humanity piece for me that's just like, ah, that would be really hard to just like stomach and deal with. It does seem like all the killing is pretty easy for Jehu. Yeah. Uh, He he kills the king of Israel. He kills the king of Judah. He kills... Jezebel. Jezebel. Well, I mean, he has her her eunuchs throw her out of a tower. Right. Um, He kills off the sons of Ahab. At one point, it's like 70 people. Um, The descendants of Ahab, like, on the road, just coming to visit. Yep. Like, ugh. So there is a lot of death and destruction in these chapters, but it is definitely a reckoning um, for the sins of the people. God had spoken through Elijah that this entire line was going to be destroyed, that Ahab would have no descendants and they would all be destroyed. And Ahab actually repents for a hot second, but Ahab falls back into his sin. And so these people still come under judgment and Jehu is the instrument that God has chosen to use. So to me, it's very similar to the Israelites coming into the promised land and God using Israel as his chosen instrument of justice. Mm -hmm. And so here God is using Jehu as his chosen instrument of justice. And Jehu is, like, people are scared of him. Well, I think, too, like, it seems like he's just like, boom, 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 I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill off all these guys. But at the same time, like, when he was anointed king of Israel, like, part of his anointing was, he was told, like, you are going to strike down the, the house of Ahab, like, no doubt about it. So, like, I think it, being in that situation, too, like, this is no little thing to Jehu. Like, he's been anointed the king of Israel. He's been told what he's going to do. And part of it being, like, you're going to strike down the whole house of Ahab. So, like, it's not a question of, like, well, maybe I should. Like, no, he is, like, tasked with this thing. And he is just going full-fledged for it because that's what he's been told he's going to do. There's there's also at this point some kind of very large temple to Baal, like mm-hmm. huge, because it fits all these people, and it's a lot of people. And they 
kill all the people and they destroy the temple and they turn it into a very large bathroom. <laughs> and the text actually says, to this day, it remains a very large bathroom. And so you can see here that Ahab, we're, we're past Ahab, um, but you can see here that this wicked king, and he, I guess he was just following uh, what was laid out before him. There were a lot of wicked kings before him. Um, but wicked leadership degrades a nation quickly. quickly yeah. And we've seen the reckoning extends to Judah. And so far, Judah has been like sort of okay. Like they, ha they have not been as wicked as Israel. Yeah. But even here, Judah is being deceived and, and being drugged away into idol worship. Mm -hmm. um, we do get a little bit of that in the second part of this reading where Athaliah becomes queen over Judah. Um, and she kills off the household. All her descendants. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jehoiada is going to become kind of a Jehu figure in Judah. Jehoiada is going to be There's the high priest. There's J names. <laughs> There's a lot of J names. And the names do get, I mean... The names get confusing. You have to pay careful attention to who is say, who. Sometimes we just like write it out because I have to see it because like, oh yeah. my gosh, all these freaking names. But Jehoiada is going to be faithful to the Lord. He's like a priest. Yeah, he's he's the high priest of yeah. God in Jerusalem. And so he is going to protect the rightful king. He's going to protect the hearts of the people and make sure mm -hmm. they're worshiping the Lord. Um, and, and actually, I think Jehoiada does half decent. Jehu does not. So what we have then, which is crazy... So, like, both of these kingdoms are definitely subpar, fallen to the wayside often. So, Jehu comes in and completely, like, sanitizes all of Israel. And then you've got Jehoiada, who is coming in to protect the kingdom of Judah with... Hold on. Joash. Joash, thank you. Um, so, in the meantime, it seems like... The kingdom of Judah is a little bit shaky yet because Athaliah oh, yeah, is still sure. in charge. Yeah. However, behind the scenes, Jehoiada is making sure that the kingdom of Judah also will be like sanitized of all of this craziness. So we come to the end of chapter 11 where Athaliah is taken or she's removed from her position because this other king, Joash, has been set up in the background and he's ready to rule. So it seems that there's like this actual like, okay, clean slate, we're starting over. Like all these people are like ready to lead in a better direction. So it's like, okay, there's like a glimmer of hope. It's interesting too because Athaliah, she finds Joash and Jehoiada um, in the temple basically, like yeah. in the house of God. And she shouts out, treason, this is treasonous. Like you've protected this kid that's supposed to be dead. And they they decide they're going to kill her, but not in the house of God. Yeah, so they have to drag like her she outside. She's not worthy of being killed and, and in here. That's crazy. The text says that Jehu removed worship of Baal from Israel. That's mm -hmm. no small mm -hmm. thing. Uh, what's weird is that his heart is drawn back to these golden calves yeah, that so Jeroboam sad. set up in Bethel and in Dan. It's so frustrating. Like, dude, you just got rid of all this other worship of Baal, and now you're turning to, like, I guess a different, cooler, better false god. It's, it's easy so to be deceived. frustrating, yes, it's easy for sure. easy to be deceived. For sure. So, but as of right now, the slate is cleared. We're like ready to see God move in his kingdoms and humanity just continued <laughs> rot. <laughs> One thing that you can take away from this is God spoke this judgment through Elijah and it has now taken place. 
Um, to the point of Jezebel, like one of the things that was said about Jezebel is like they wouldn't even be able to tell who she was, basically. Yeah. And the dogs ate so much of her. It's kind of gross. Ugh. The dogs ate so much of her, she was pretty much unidentifiable. That's and so, really like, when God proclaims what will happen, it happens. Like, to the minute details. Yep. Like, ooh. Yep. Anyway, so what would be a year part for today? There's two really interesting things in the text about Jehu. The first one is that he's apparently just a crazy driver. They could tell who he was because his crazy chariot moves, which I think is funny. The second thing is that zeal for God just, like, defined his life. He wanted to serve the Lord. Now, what's odd is that he obviously didn't stick to that, so that's not great. It reminds me of Solomon, how he was, you know, wise and following God's direction, but then just walked away. Um I should be clear. I don't think God is calling us to pour judgment out on any people. But if you think about Jehu, like after reading about him today, if you think about him, it's like it's obvious. Like there are things that you point right to his life where it's like, wow, he was very, very, very zealous, if you will, for the Lord and what he was doing. He was concerned about serving God. Yes, that marked his life. And I think life. that that should mark our lives. We should be concerned about serving God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and hopefully it's readily identifiable. Like people saw Jehu and were like, that dude is serving God. Yes. And like, we're in trouble because we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think, you know, what a thing if people look at you and see your life and say, wow, they, they really, really serve the Lord. Now we are in a very different time. Um, we are not going to do the things that Jehu was doing. <laughs> But if people look at us and know that we are concerned about service of God. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not a maybe. Yeah, not a maybe. Like, that's fantastic. What a, what a way to live your life. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just encouraging you with whatever you're doing today, whoever you come in contact with today. Um, hopefully, zeal for God defines your life. Mm-hmm. And if not, man, like, repent. Turn back to God. He is gracious. He is merciful. Um, he loves the people that turn back to him. We actually saw that in Ahab. Ahab turned back to the Lord and he was merciful to him, uh, but then he walked away again. Mm -hmm. And so we have an opportunity to turn back to God and enjoy him. So we encourage you to do that. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, We're looking at 2 Kings 12 to 13 then. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. 2 Kings chapter 9. Then Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Tie up your garments and take this flask of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. And when you arrive, look there for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi, and go in and have him rise from among his fellows and lead him to an inner chamber. Then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I anoint you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee, do not linger. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. And when he came, behold, the commanders of the army were in council. And he said, I have a word for you, O commander. And Jehu said, To which of us all? And he said, To you, O commander. 
So he arose and went into the house, and the young man poured the oil on his head, saying to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anoint you king over the people of the Lord over Israel, and you shall strike down the house of Ahab your master, so that I may avenge on Jezebel the blood of my servants the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab every male, bond or free, in Israel, and I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. And the dogs shall eat Jezebel in the territory of Jezreel, and none shall bury her. Then he opened the door and fled. When Jehu came out to the servants of his master, they said to him, Is all well? Why did this mad fellow come to you? And he said to them, You know the fellow and his talk. And they said, That is not true. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and so he spoke to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, I anoint you king over Israel. Then in haste every man of them took his garment and put it under him on his bare steps, and they blew the trumpet and proclaimed, Jehu is king. Thus Jehu the sons of Josaphat and the son of Nimshi conspired against Joram. Now Joram with all Israel had been on guard at Ramoth Gilead against Haziel king of Syria. But King Joram had returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds of the Syrians that he had, they had given to him, when he fought with King Heziel of Syria. So Jehu said, If this is your decision, then let no one slip out of the city to go tell the news to Jezreel. Then Jehu mounted his chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram lay there. And Ahaziah, king of Judah, had come down to visit Joram. Now the watchman was standing on the tower in Jezreel, and he saw the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send to meet him, and let him say, Is it peace? So a man on horseback went to meet him and said, Thus says the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What do you have to do with peace? Turn around and ride behind me. And the watchman reported, saying, The messenger reached them, but he is not coming back. Then he sent out a second horseman who came to them and said, Thus the king has said, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What do you have to do with peace? Turn around and ride behind me. Again the watchman reported, He reached them, but he is not coming back. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. Joram said, Make ready. And they made ready his chariot. Then Joram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah set out, each in his chariot, and went to meet Jehu and met him at the property of Naboth the Jezreelite. And then Joram saw Jehu. He said, Is it peace, Jehu? He answered, What peace can there be, so long as the whorings and the sorceries of your mother Jezebel are so many? Then Joram reigned about and fled, saying to Ahaziah, Treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu drew his bow with his full strength, and shot Joram between the shoulders, so that the arrow pierced his heart, and he sank in his chariot. Jehu said to Bidkar his aide, Take him up and throw him on the plot of ground belonging to Naboth for Jez the Jezreelite. For remember, when you and I rode side by side behind Ahab his father, how the Lord made his pronouncement against him. As surely as I saw yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, declares the Lord, I will repay you on this plot of ground. Now therefore, take him up and throw him on the plot of ground in accordance with the word of the Lord. When Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled in the direction of Beth Hagen, 
And Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him also. And they shot him in the chariot at the ascent of Gur, which is by Iblim. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. His servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in the tomb with his fathers in the city of David. In the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, Ahaziah began to reign over Judah. When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out of the window. And as Jehu entered the gate, she said, Is it peace, you Zimri, murderer of your master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked out at him. He said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled on her. Then he went in and ate and drank, and he said, See now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. But when they went to bury her, they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. When they came back and told him, he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke to his servant Elijah the Tishbite. In the territory of Jezreel, the dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as the dung on the face of the field in the territory of Jezreel, so that no one can say, This is Jezebel. Chapter 10 Now Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria. So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria to the rulers of the city to the elders and to the guardians of the sons of Ahab, saying, Now then, as soon as this letter comes to you, seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, fortified cities also, and weapons, select the best and fittest of your master's sons, and set him on your father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But when they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, the two kings could not stand before him, how can we stand? So he who was over the palace, and he who was over the city, together with the elders and the guardians, sent to Jehu, saying, We are your servants, and we will do as you tell us. We will not make anyone king. Do whatever is good in your eyes. Then he wrote to them a second letter, saying, If you are on my side, and if you are ready to obey me, take the heads of your master's sons and come to me at Jezreel tomorrow at this time. Now the king's sons, seventy persons, were with the great men of the city, who were bringing them up. And as soon as the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered them, seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent them to him at Jezreel. When the messenger came and told him they have brought the heads of the king's sons, he said, Lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until morning. Then in the morning, when he went out, he stood and said to all the people, You are innocent. It was I who conspired against my master and killed him, but who struck down all these? Know then that there shall fall to the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab, for the Lord has done what he said by his servant Elijah. So Jehu struck down all who remained in the house of Ahab in Jezreel, all his great men and his close friends and his priests, until he left him none remaining. Then he set out and went to Samaria. On the way when he was at Beth a kid of the shepherds, Jehu met the relatives of Ahaziah the king of Judah. And he said, Who are you? And they answered, We are the relatives of Ahaziah, and we have come down to visit the royal princes and the sons of the queen mother. He said, Take them alive. And they took them alive and slaughtered them at the pit of beth forty-two persons, and he spared none of them. And when he departed from there, he met Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he greeted him and said to him, Is your heart true to my heart, as mine is to yours? And Jehonadab answered, 
It is, Jehu said. If it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Jehu took him up with him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So he had him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he struck down all who remained to Ahab in Samaria, till he had wiped them all out, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke to Elijah. Then Jehu assembled all the people and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him much. Now there call to me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers and all his priests. Let none be missing, for I have a great sacrifice to offer to Baal. Whoever is missing shall not live. But Jehu did it with cunning in order to destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu ordered, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal. So they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent throughout all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left who did not come. And they entered the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was filled from one end to the other. He said to him who was in charge of the wardrobe, Bring out the vestments of all the worshippers of Baal. So he brought out the vestments for them. Then Jehu went into the house of Baal with Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, and he said to the worshippers of Baal, Search and see that there is no servant of the Lord here among you, but only the worshippers of Baal. Then they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed eighty men outside and said, The man who allows any of those whom I give into your hands to escape shall forfeit his life. So as soon as he made an end to offering the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guard and to the officers, Go in and strike them down. Let not one man escape. So when they put them to the sword, the guard and the officers cast them out and went into the inner room of the house of Baal. And they brought out the pillar that was in the house of Baal and burned it. And they demolished the pillar of Baal. And they demolished the house of Baal and made it a latrine to this day. Thus Jehu wiped out Baal from Israel. But Jehu did not turn aside from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, which he had made Israel to sin, that is, the golden calves that were in Bethel and in Dan. And the Lord said to Jehu, Because you have done well in carrying out what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart, your sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin. In those days the Lord began to cut off parts of Israel. Haziel defeated them throughout the territory of Israel. From the Jordan eastward, all the land of the Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Aror, which is by the valley of the Arnon, that is, Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoahaz his son reigned in this place. The time that Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was twenty-eight years. Second Kings chapter 11 Now when Athaliah the mother of Ahaziah saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family. But Jehosheba, the daughter of the king of Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash the son of Ahaziah and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being put to death, and she put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus they hid him from Athaliah, so that he was not put to death. And he remained with her six years, hidden in the house of the Lord, while Athaliah reigned over the land. But in the seventh year Jehoiada sent 
and brought the captains of the Karites and of the guards, and had them come into the house of the Lord. And he made a covenant with them, and put them under oath in the house of the Lord, and he showed them the king's son. And then he commanded them, This is the thing you shall do, one-third of you, those who come off duty on the Sabbath and guard the king's house, another third being at the gate, sir, and a third at the gate behind the guards, shall guard the palace. And the two divisions of you, which come on duty in force on the Sabbath and guard the house of the Lord on behalf of the king, shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hands. And whoever approaches the ranks is to be put to death. Be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. All the captains did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and they each brought his men, who were to go off duty on the Sabbath, with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave to the captains the spears and the shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. And the guards stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar and the house on behalf of the king. Then he brought out to the king's son, and put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands, and said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she went into the house of the Lord to the people. When she looked, there was the king standing by the pillar, according to the custom, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason, treason! Then Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains who were set over the army, Bring her out between the ranks, and put to death with the sword anyone who follows her. For the priest said, Let her not be put to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went through the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was put to death. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people, that they should be the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. Then all the people of the land went to the house of Baal and tore it down, his altars and his images, they broke into pieces, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest posted watchmen over the house of the Lord, and he took the captains and the Karaites, the guards, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the gate of the guards of the king's house, and he took his seat on the throne of the king's. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword in the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.